Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition, March 29th, 2023. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Ed Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope your week is perfectly in the middle. You haven't worked too hard. You don't have too much harder work to go. And you can enjoy your nice midweek day. Maybe with a midweek treat at Thornton's. They've got it all. Fresh donuts, croissants, breakfast sandwiches. You name it, they've got it. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. 32 ounces for 89 cents. Can't beat that. So go ahead, treat yourself. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. I have a personal question to ask, TJ. Yes. If you, I know you're not a uh, big soft drink guy. But if you are going to splurge on the 89-cent, 32-ounce drink of what? what? What would it be? I do have some troubling news in the soft drink department. I, I, I would say that I'm back on the soft drink train for Ooh, the first nice. time in probably eight years. But it's just an occasional Sprite. Okay. So it'd be a Sprite. And I probably now have like... She only the wife only buys like the small little tiny cans, which I'm kind of happy about. I like the tiny cans for mix. It's like the perfect size to make two mixed drinks. Oh well, I just drink them myself. Oh, well. uh, just by themselves, plain. Oh, so I might. So have a pro- well, no, 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 no they're, they're the perfect size for that. Too. <laughs> uh, so I'll have like two of those a week. Well, with like a dinner. The the thing that's nice though is the the carbonation and the fountain drinks is just. Really pops. It's just the first sip of a Sprite. So good. Yeah. And I started like getting back in the Sprite train. It was like when my throat would hurt or stuff like that. I'd just go have a Sprite. And Where you get the rumbly tumblies? Now it's like I sit down for dinner and it's like, oh, I kind of want a little bit of a Sprite with that. There's so. also something about um, certain meals like that. It, mm-hmm. You know, like people talk about pairing a wine with a steak or something. I'm all about pairing a cold beer with a fried fish sandwich and a soft drink with a pizza. Something Weird. something about pizza, it just it just really hits different. Maybe it's all the two liters that we chugged back in the day. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I also like associate when I'm having my 
my world famous Stouffer's mac and cheese, a lot of times I like to have a Coke with it, which I don't do anymore. But yeah, that was the, was the OG, so yeah. Like one bite of hot, gooey mac and cheese, and then you just wash it down with a with a Coca Cola Classic. Man, uh, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. If you haven't had the hard stuff in a while, like uh, uh, as my son would call it, a reggae Coke or uh, or just a Mountain Dew, like Scoots. There was a. We're, we're a big Diet Dew family, so every once in a while I'll have like a Mountain. Uh, I, I I picked up the wrong one at the in-laws' house, right? I thought it was a Diet. It was a regular, and my stomach was just like, "What are you doing?" You're hang on. So your son is saying reggae for regular? Yeah, I thought we discussed this. Yeah. I don't remember no, discussing don't this. Remember that is why. Isn't he like two? Must have been on 840. It's hilarious. Yeah. Where did he hear that? I How did know. he learn that that is another way to say regular? Or the slang way that, to say regular? Is it? Is it a slang? I That's what was... all the kids were saying at least five, six years ago. Really? Yeah. How do you know what all the kids were saying five or six years <laughs> ago? Because I was living in Jacksonville working at a restaurant with a bunch of kids. And they were, they were constantly. To you and they'd be like, hey, I want a reggae Coke. They were they're constantly saying reggae. <laughs> reggae everything. I thought it was just a hit. <laughs> they need to hear more about you getting bullied by a bunch of kids that you're. <laughs> no, they, they taught me. I learned I learned reggae and I learned glizzies all from these kids at this oh, restaurant. Yeah, glizzy is a, a new phenomenon. Glizzy for, is. In the hot dog world. The worst freaking word ever invented. Especially when, What's like. Wrong with a nice tur- a glizzy at the turn. I, I just hate that word. Pork pistol is just such a great. Pork pistol. It's, it's just such a great. We had we had a um, great. It's hard to replace that one. Roush is familiar with it, but at Jury when I worked there, there was we had a hot dog maker, and oh, or not yeah. the not the maker, but the the, 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 the warmer that we keep it in to keep the hot dogs and the buns warm. But they were the kids that worked at the Jury would call that the glizzinator, and I just <laughs> that was that was the day I had to quit. Like I, I couldn't do it anymore. Oh, glizzinator, that's such a great. <laughs> The old glizzinator got something good for us today. Oh, man. Probably that's... a hot dog. Let's see. Oh, it does. It's got a hot dog for you. There you go. Here's your gliz. Wouldn't it make you glizzy. sound like so much more professional? Yeah, I just got to go pop on the glizzinator. That's cool. These kids are cool. You yeah, I, I just thought he couldn't say regular, but turns out, no, that's that's popular. It nice. is popular, nice. yeah. Last night, the wife and I wanted a, a late night treat after putting the bed uh, the kid down to bed, so it was obviously me that had to go get it. Uh, just left the turned on the car radio was on i hear john spears who sounded somehow worse than he did between his noon and one show oh, man poor god take a day off john. jesus get better he sounded like crap he's sick so he should sound not great What's he, uh, he, he's doing he's doing a baseball game and it took me forever to figure out what baseball game it was because it's john spears something he's probably doing say next game yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was manual and then some team in indiana jeffersonville and but anyways, it goes like it goes to a commercial break, and I just hear scoops, winner, winner, chicken dinner, and in the background, it's like <laughs> saucerinas. You love saucerinas, you can't wait to eat. It's like a commercial's going on, but then you still hear Spears' sick voice be like, "I've got a buddy. We call him Big Shark John, and then <laughs> <laughs> Big Fish, Big Fish, Big, Al, Big Al the Fish, Big Al the Fish. That's what it was. He was like, "I got a buddy. We call him oh, Big Al the Fish." I'm texting book. Scoots, and I'm like, "Scoots, hot mic, hot mic, hot mic, hot mic." I'm texting into the Thornton's text line, oh, "Hot man. mic." And that was the, uh, Scoots instantly corrected it to his credit. He fixed it just like that. That but was the only one of the night, and you happened to hear it. Luckily, it was nothing <laughs> bad. <laughs> nothing. And then I, there's no, I, that may have been the same one or the other one. Who was it? Tony Burke with him? 
Uh, it was Buzz Frank. Buzz Frank, okay. Uh, Buzz was with them. Another time, Buzz, you, you, because like it's high school baseball, so it's not like this big production of like intro music coming back and we're back here at the top of the fifth yeah. or anything like that. You're just back. Like the commercial ends and they're just talking. And John's buddy was, I thought he was about ready to talk about how he snuck alcohol <laughs> into the booth with them because he's like, well, I don't know if you saw what I got in my bag here keeping me warm tonight, but it was like a jacket or something like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> gosh, please don't do that on the air. I didn't catch that. Um, I, like it was a totally normal sentence, just the way it came back. Kind of hot and fresh, and just it was the way he set up what he was talking about. I was like, "Is he going to talk about having a flask in his sock or something like that?" But luckily, he did not. Buzz was actually—I don't know—I think it was maybe last year. He got John gave him caller of the year, oh, so nice. Buzz was wearing a freaking. Oh yeah, I heard that too. I'll show you the picture. John sent it to me. It's pretty hilarious. And John was like, "I guess I got a shameless plug." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it was oh, nice getting to hear Scoots at like 9.15 at night. I was oh, not anticipating horrible. it. That game, did, uh, did P. Diddy from the Big City do anything? He didn't play in that one. Oh, boo. See, I don't know. So they I was played probably longer than I should have just because I was waiting to hear him. They played a doubleheader last night, and he got in the first game. We didn't cover the first game for whatever reason. We only did the second one. He pitched. I want to say he pitched the last inning of the first game. Oh. So he might have gotten the save. They did won. I, no, it was 4 nothing. Sorry. No save. Did... They, did they go one and one? Because I know they were losing they in the second game. Yeah, it was four nothing, and then uh, oh, so they six win the game the that he way. plays. They lose the game he doesn't. Yeah, play. what's that hmm. tell you? Hmm, it tells a lot. Got I shut out in the game he didn't play. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, I can just imagine those baseball games. You're just like, can we, can we, can we go? Because some player got thrown out for throwing his bat. <laughs> Actually throwing it or he, bat flipping? I think he just in like frustration just kind of flicked it. Yeah. Nobody really knew what was going on, but there's an Indiana high school rule that if you throw any equipment, you're ejected. It was in the dugout. So he threw it in the dugout. Was it a manual kid? Yeah. Well, you got to teach some sportsmanship. That's the ultimate Indiana rule. Like, let's just <laughs> have no exceptions. We're just throwing you out. You, you play on our side of the river, you got to play by our rules. Roush, how was your Tuesday evening? What, it was, what went uh, on in... DeCasso Roush. It was uh, it was pretty nice. We uh, you know, Day Roush. Bu- busy, busy. Day night. Roush Casa. <laughs> but Roush after uh, after dinner, we got Duke to try out his new bicycle. He's got a uh, we we got him a big boy bicycle with training wheels. And so uh, trying to figure Ooh. out the pedals, take to we we had to practice use our hands at first for him to get a concept. Um, but turns out the key to motivating uh, my son is just competition. Like, he was doing okay, and I was kind of helping him um, push the pedals to get him going, and then mom starts to race him, and all of a sudden, he's just flying, you know. So, Good. So, yeah, that's all, all, all he needs a little competition. Um, some are saying he's got that dog in him. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, many people are saying. The next Lance Armstrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun. You know, we still got a lot of practice to do, but uh, moving in the right direction, it was, was kind of nice out. Yeah, it felt good in the sun for sure. It was also a new toy day for little Lucy as oh, well. Oh, what's she breaking in? Uh, the wife was like, hey, I'm at Target. Do you need anything? I went, I don't, but I've been wanting to get this for Lucy for a while, and Target will have it. I need you to get it. Oh, nice. The the little mini, like, little Ike and Tyke basketball goal. 
Oh, the the you know what I mean. Like yeah. every kid has one at some point in their life. It's the one that's like three feet tall. It comes with a little rubber ball. It takes like three seconds to assemble. You just put the you yep. know the piece into the base, mm-hmm. the rim into the thing, and she finally has her own little basket hoop. She always loves watching me play basketball, and she always wants me to pick her up and let her dunk so the ball exhausting. into if, the rim. If you do it, if you. It's one of those things I got to put like a all right only three times because we're not we're not doing this all day. And I worry just because like when I put her up there, it's safe. I'm not gonna like drop her, or let her fall back or anything. But like she has a tough time with the ball controlling the ball and her head. So sometimes like her head will get close to hitting the rim. It really scares me. Um, anyways, no no accidents so far though. Good. But yeah. she got her own little hoop. Um, I guess I would have wished she was maybe slightly more interested in it, but she can't dunk on it. And she wasn't all that interested in shooting just yet. So we'll 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 get there. Piece of advice, TJ. Keep Abe away from that ball. I have a buddy who just bought some the same thing for his daughter. His dog destroyed the ball. Now she can't play anymore. Well, thank you for letting me know. Uh, I will. I I will keep the ball away from the dog. Has that been a problem, Uh, Abe and Lucy's toys yet? No, not really. When he gets excited, he'll just kind of pick up anything around him. So that's the only time that he'll really get her toys. We just have it's it's only two toys. Duke got a stuffed Bluey and Bingo for Christmas, and for whatever reason, Jag just if they're on the floor, he's gonna pick them up, and start throwing around and playing with them. It's like oh gosh, and then Duke's like oh there's there's spit on him, there's wet, there's dirt, you know. And it's just like, Damn it, Jag. I told you this. No, yeah. we like, yeah, but this is a cool toy, Dad. We got lucky in that only regard. Besides that, I've talked about it on the radio show. The dog was very, just, has very been jelly. horrible since the baby's been born. So now it's been like 18 months of this dog, which already wasn't a great dog to begin with, <laughs> has just regressed in a major, major way. But mm-hmm. And like... You know, uh, this is a time of year where everybody's yards are a little out of whack, and I don't, I don't mind, and I'm mine is. Um, but like when you walk the neighborhood, you see a lot of yards. It's also when the geese are going the craziest, and they're in the backyard from time to time, and they're pooping. And it's also wet season as well, so mm-hmm. my sump pump's working overtime, and it just puts the water out. Like so, my backyard's really wet. There's geese, and he just likes rolling around in crap. Yep. Like, and I don't know when this started happening, why it started happening, but there was a time he came inside and just smelled like almost straight up sewage. And, oh, it was so gross. Wasn't skunk related. It's just the stinkiest. That's his dog. Speaking of geese and dogs, we had a lady check out of the hotel this weekend early because she claimed that one of the geese out in the parking lot tried to fight her dog. <laughs> so, uh, she, so she was like, I'm out of here. I mean, I can see that, though. Geese are... Yeah, but she tra- it was almost like she tried to blame us for it. Like, man, what do you want us to do? You know? Like, we, we can't do anything to the we geese. We don't control yeah. Mother Nature. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, we hate the geese, too. <laughs> crazy. People are crazy. Did you watch the McDonald's All-American game? I, I made it through... Or I, like, right when everybody started being awesome is when I dozed off. Oh, that's when you were out. Because I, I made, I made it to like third. The, so the third quarter, uh, there was a spurt where Reed Shepard had a steal and a coast to coast dunk. Then he had another steal for an assist on a three, and then the next time down the court, he had another assist. And it was like, oh, okay, that was awesome. It was like, all right, I'm kind of, I'll roll over. I'll, I'll kind of, I, I don't need to make myself pay attention anymore. And then um, I wake up a few hours later, and I've just got you know all the. UK men's basketball account tweeting out notifications uh, uh, of 
them being awesome. And you're just like, ah, just missed it. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I, I, you know, I saw some of the early Edwards threes, um, and it was, it was also one of those things where I was like, man, is Edwards playing bad? And it was like, bang, three, as soon as I said something. So... Yeah, Edwards, it seemed like, and this is something I will put into the old noggin and let it mix around and marinate, and we'll see where my opinion of Justin Edwards comes out in the fall. But it seemed like all McDonald's All-American week, he was very complimentary to other pieces instead of like, I'm going to go take over, I'm going to go try to do mm-hmm. this or do that. It was much more like, I'll play off you'd go do your own thing when you want to kick out on knockdown at three. And then there was a few times in the game last night where he'd get the ball in his hands and just kind of do like a little a little 15-second dribbling exhibition where like I've kind of got you on skates, I can take you if I want to, I can, I can step back if I want to just to kind of showcase it. And then normally he would just step back and shoot. And I, I was impressed with what I saw. I just I thought there may be a time where he may try to do what DJ Wagner did and just say like, "Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go score and get buckets." You didn't really see that from him. Could have just been, "Hey, it's an All Star game. I'm content with the season I had. I I'm happy just to be here and I'll be a good teammate." Where DJ Wagner's like, "Hey, I had my season taken from me." In part, he had. A role he played a role <laughs> in that, but I had my season taken away from me. Like this is my big moment, so I'm going to embrace it a lot more maybe than some other players did. But I still liked everything I saw from everybody, um, which is an All Star game. You should people get a little over romantic with All Star games unless they don't go well, Roush. In which case you say just an All Star game. They're yeah, meaningless. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. But in this case with the UK guys, it went well. Yeah. So we're going to overvalue it and get it really excited. Yeah. To your point about Edwards, though, that's kind of what Jack said yesterday on our show. Which if you didn't listen, it was a fun conversation with him I, on the I, podcast. I, I listened. Yeah. Um, but that, that's kind of what he alluded to, right? That he'll seemingly fit in any role he's asked of. Um, Just knock down threes, baby. Yeah, yeah, which that was nice. Because I do uh, think early on, DJ got him open in the corner, and that yeah. was... Which, I do think that'll be a thing next year with that team. Is that, And I'm going to assume Antonio Reeves is coming back in large part because conversations with Jack and other people and other what the experts are saying. But I do think that three-point shooting, while it won't be a major issue, I bet it'll probably cost them a game or two, like where they just have, an, you know, DJ's missing, Justin's missing. Reeves, Antonio Reeves yeah. hits a few, but not enough to kind of carry the torch. But just be consistent enough where they're a threat, and I think they will be. I think they will be. We'll see what happens with Dillingham. We'll see what they do in the portal and stuff like that. But, boy, that was an impressive showing from the U.K. guys, and especially Wagner late in the game. He got that dog in him. Going into takeover He's got mode, that dog in him, Eventually folks. led to him having MVP, MVP honors. honors. Yeah, yeah. With 19 points, his teammate and future Wildcat, Aaron Bradshaw had 18 points, and it seemed like when Wagner missed, he Eight was boards. there to follow it up. Mm-hmm. Justin Edwards, I think, finished with 11, and Reed Shepard with four. I think he had four assists, four rebounds, something like that. So uh, Another thing that was fun about D- like, DJ was playing defense, blocking shots. That, I, that, was what I, that, that, that was another thing, is that like credit to the McDonald's All-American game, that's what it should look like. Yeah. That's what it should look like. It was a game. Like, they, I mean, that was a pretty big comeback. They were down, what, 12, 
13, yeah, and 15? then they'd, they'd come back, and then they'd just get down 12 or 13 again. And then they'd get <laughs> back, and then they'd get down. Like It was almost like the West was just kind of toying with them until the East right there at the end was able to get ahead of them. But that was, like, was it the best basketball in the world? No, it's a bunch of 18-year-olds that have never played together for the most part, coming together and playing together. But was it at least competitive and entertaining? Yeah, because they tried hard. It wasn't just a dunk contest. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, hey, you stay down there, we'll throw it down there, let's see what cool dunk you can do. And I think a lot of this, and I think this is a good thing, if we want to take some all-star game takes and translate them over to the season, which is always a dangerous game, but I think DJ Wagner deserves a ton of credit for that. He's not the only one, but I think just his attitude going into the game, his trash-talking, his getting in other players' faces while he's playing defense, I think it kind of set the tone for all the other players. Like, okay, well, if this dude's going to take it this hard, then I, I don't, don't want yeah, to get shown up by this guy. Isaiah Collier I thought looked really good. That was fun to kind of see him. He, he's another really highly coveted, so, well, I, he's already been coveted. Can I... Right? Can I uh, have an admission? guard in the class, I should say. I uh, yeah, he he was uh, he was fun to watch. I think some of the people have him as the number one player in the class. I I'm, I was half hearing when they so his twin brother died. What's, what's the story there? No, I was on mute. I didn't hear it. I don't know. But which, he's committed to USC, by the way. Which I was very much like, and I I just I I would like to know the story. So if you have a, a link to a story, please pass it along. That I, I was a little, was a little, like, whoa, that that's a lot. That kind of hit me out of nowhere. On a lo- much lighter note, did you see that Reed Shepard does not play video? Does games? Does not play video games. Thank the Lord. Um, but hey, something that I still share in common with seventeen-year-olds. Very rare. Usually, these recruits, I have nothing, absolutely nothing in common. Uh, but similar, similarly, uh, Ray Davis, he was getting mic'd up, and he said that everybody was being nice to him because he was mic'd up. It's like, normally they're mean to me and because I'm going bald. It's like, well, Ray, don't worry. Everybody's beautiful that's bald. I didn't, I didn't hear the Ray Davis mic'd it was, up. It was a little mic'd up. It's pretty good. So like, they, I, they, I'm, should, I'm, they, they shouldn't be mean. We're, we're kindred Davis. spirits. I'm kindred spirits with all these Kentucky athletes. Who's the last bald UK running back? JoJo Kemp? Was he bald? No, I don't think his hairline was um, out of whack or anything like that um, either. Um, Artus Penner. Our tooth pinner just okay. felt like he was he 40 years old. He just had such a, like a, like you could see why somebody may think JoJo Kemp looks a little bald in a picture like that. It just a, you know, it was a high hairline. It was a high hairline, low fade. Yeah. Okay, not bald though. Sorry, JoJo. <laughs> Tell him about it, JoJo. Oh, man. But good. I was amused by that. I, I, I did love too that, uh, like they did give Reed plenty of his own shine, but... You know, they show his mom, they show his dad, uh, their old pictures. But then, fun fact about Reed, uh, doesn't play video games. Doesn't play video games. And then the I other... you're Reed Shepard, you're in the McDonald's All-American game, you're just from small small county Kentucky, and you're the first thing they say about you on the McDonald's All-American game on your Cairo graphic, doesn't play video games. <laughs> like, what would mine say? Hasn't had a fast food burger. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I, I also appreciated uh, the – they had to talk about the TikToks with the TikTok kids. Uh-huh, yeah. How cool was it to do a TikTok with Bronny? Like, uh, re- really? What do you think about Bronny not doing any interviews throughout the week? What, what do they 
You can't protect him forever, LeBron. How is Bronny even there? Is my question. He's, he's the number twenty-eight rated recruit. How's he at McDonald's All-American? I mean, Scoots, I mean, if you're twenty-eight, there's twenty-four kids there. So like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. There may be some ineligible kids. There may be. There's a lot of ineligible. And kids. also, and, like, what if you know the the twenty-eighth player actually is better than the twenty-fourth? No, I don't doubt that. But I just I thought that was weird when played, I saw the rankings. He played well though. He played. He supposedly had a pretty good week. He supposedly has really gotten a lot better over the last three or four months because. Before then, people are like, he's a good basketball player, but it may be, you know, like a three-year college guy if he's going to be patient enough to do that. And now I think people are like, oh, okay, I can see that, like, if he continues to improve, he probably could be a one-and-done. He had will probably be a one-and-done regardless of how good he is or yeah. how good he isn't because I think he just wants to get to the league to play against Pop-Pop as soon as he can. But uh, I thought he looked solid. Hit a couple threes. I, and I've been tough on him. Like, where, again, I've always thought he's like a four-star player, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean – if any of our kids ended up being four-star Dude, basketball be players, awesome. it'd, be, it'd be a dream come true. But I do think now, like based on the, the scrimmage highlights, the practice highlights, and then last night's game, I think he's legitimately a five-star. His slam dunk contest highlights were pretty awesome. Yeah. Dunked over his brother, who's not small. He wasn't the one that jumped over Ronald McDonald. <laughs> he wasn't, no. 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 Okay. Still just one of the most wild dunks I've ever seen. <laughs> Speaking of, Ronald McDonald, I went back and watched highlights of that whole dunk competition. Just watching him in the background. What a creep. We, <laughs> what a creep. Here's something we didn't bring up Ronald yesterday. McDonald. He's, the, he's, he's creepy. No, he is the best. And here's the problem, Scoots. Uh, I, I read a story recently, and it might have actually been um, the BBC who put it out, but there was somebody where – What's happened with Ronald McDonald? Because if you notice, Ronald McDonald is no longer featured in any McDonald's marketing materials. Mm-hmm. He's just—it's like he never existed. And you know what? Ronald McDonald, the Hamburger Grimace, Mayor McCheese—great characters. Grimace is fine. McDo- Ronald McDonald's is creepy, and I agree with him not being in an ads. Or the Hamburglar needs to be the center of McDonald's future campaigns. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no doubt. About that guy that. has a bit of mystery to him. He is fun. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, I mean, the only thing he's stealing is hamburger, like Big Whoop. McDonald's always has those signs, like over 2 billion serves. So what? This guy dresses up in such an outlandish outfit to go steal hamburgers. It's cute. If you can't it's spot fun. him, then it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, if you're at McDonald's and you see this guy come up to the counter, I'd probably be like, hey, it's the hamburger. Everybody keep an eye on your hamburgers. <laughs> and secondly, how fun of a campaign would that be where it's like, hey, McDonald's customers, if you see the hamburger in your store and he steals your hamburger, you win $250 or something like that. And McDonald's then, like, imagine going to McDonald's that? and your kid's playing in the indoor oh, playground man, and you great. see, like, the little hamburger peek out from the slide. You'd probably be a little freaked out. And rightfully so. So that's what McDonald's needs to do. But the whole Fry Gang is fun. Oh, the Fry Guys? Yeah, the yeah, Fry that's Guys. True. Yeah. Uh, who, what are some of the other characters? What, what's the, the Lady Bird, the girl? The, um, you know what I'm talking about? She's got like the I little uh, pigtail kind of deal. I don't know her name. Yeah, there's that. And then. Um, Birdie uh, the Early Bird. There we go. Uh, and then wasn't there also like something? Boy, with they the... really mailed it in with that one. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want to call this bird? Well, we'll center around the breakfast campaign. So, like something early bird. What have we called her? Birdie, the early bird. Yeah, that'll work. I think yeah, that'll work. Yeah, we're I good. think that'll work. There's Sunday. There's Grimace. Uh, I did the campaign to try to make Grimace the Louisville City mascot. Got <laughs> shut down in a hard way, unfortunately. Uh, didn't want to pay them. Of course, right. the Hamburglar, which is the goat. Birdie, the early bird. There's the Fry Kids. 
This is a good one. I think you bring this guy around during election seasons, but Mayor McCheese, mm-hmm. talk about the responsibility of voting. Yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe you get Mayor McCheese to get big on, like, voter fraud. <laughs> Teach the kids about voter fraud. Wasn't there also uh, chicken nuggets? Like, they were... I feel like I remember them having chicken nuggets as almost like little pet... The McNugget Buddies. Oh, okay. <laughs> a bunch of chicken McNuggets in regular size from 89 to 2009. The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. The McNuggets are shown as large McNuggets with chicken beaks, chicken wings, cowboy boots. The McNugget Buddies were voiced by Hal Rail. Yeehaw. Mm. Uh, we were not done, though, by the way. We've also got... Oh, man. I, yeah. We've got Officer Big Mac. He would definitely be retired in today's day and age. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. No, you can't have... Also, Officer Big Mac is just Mayor McCheese with a police officer uniform. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he's got the extra bun, right? That's all he is. Oh, gosh. Oh, you you know what the best part of him? Remember, they were in, they would use them in some of the playground equipment, right? Oh, yeah. You you had the outdoor death traps, and it's just you're playing a giant burger. I do. I do remember that. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. I don't remember Uncle O'Grimacy. See the creepy old uncle. Oh, yeah, you don't want to. Don't want to stick. There's a lot. There's a lot more, long. but we'll, we'll. That seems like enough. <laughs> Maybe well past enough, really. <laughs> uh, so there's the McDonald's gang. I think, I think we, we got the this, birdie. I think we do this about once every 14 months. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good can, idea. You can set your watch to uh, next May. Us having a, another McDonald's character conversation. Officer Big has anybody ever seen Officer Big Mac and Mayor McCheese in the same place at the same <laughs> time? That's what I want to know. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gale. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. I'd forgotten that DJ Wagner also showed up in a Rolls Rolls Royce to the game. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? Imagine how much people would have lost their minds. Oh, goodness gracious. You know. That'd be like message board conversations for the entire summer. Oh, man. The sheriff, he'd have to dust off the badge. He'd be back on the case. He showed up in what? A Rolls Royce. Oh, okay. Because he's got a new uh, nil dealership with, uh, or a nil deal with an exotic car dealership in Lexington. Nice. Yeah. Supposedly Dillingham does too. Which, by the way... A texter pointed this out on the Thornton's text line, and we'll get to it when we get to it, but had mentioned that Rob Dillingham, let's just, uh, maybe I can actually find the actual text that they, they're wording. Rob with the shifts, shifts, Mm -hmm, IG post, we are very much back. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. We wanted either there to be like a meeting between Cal or we wanted to hear something positive in the Dillingham camp and a nice Instagram post would do that. It was on a story. He just, it was a picture of the McDonald's All-American UK guys, and he put three blue hearts above it. It was pretty innocent for the most part. But it was something. 
Of course, later that night, he had, I think, the highlight tapes of Isaiah Collier. And he said something, I think it was Collier, said something along the lines of, like, he's a dog or something like that. No no clips of your future teammate, DJ Wagner, being a dog? Man, he was a dog, though. Doing those things? Like, if you, you really could take an x-ray of his chest and find a dog in him, because he's got it. So, I think the Dillingham stuff, I'm still... A, I, nervous isn't even the right word, because, again, I think UK can go get somebody from the portal that maybe can even contribute a little bit more or potentially at least be a safer option than Dillingham. But I do want Dillingham, because I think he's got a really high ceiling. He could be really great. It'd be really, really hard to guard him and Wagner while having maybe Reeves or Edwards out on the wing. That would be a tough for any opposing defense. But I just want to know more than anything. And I think that's where most UK fans fall in. They just want to know what the situation is with Dillingham. I don't think the Instagram post last night really changed much they for me. But at least there was something. So I guess ultimately better than nothing. Man, had a very uh, old man moment when I turned on the radio the other day and the weekend was singing, I don't want to know. Because that's we, we're now at points now where they're remaking songs that we listened to 15, 20 years ago. There's like seven of them right now. Where it's just, you're like, well, yeah. they're doing that song now? And the, the part, it's it's not, it doesn't make you old if they're remaking songs that you knew. It makes you old when you say, oh God, the first version was way better. Which, have you, have either of you heard Nicki Minaj's new Much song? Better. The Freak song? Not even sure how it's on the radio. Well, how's it go? Uh, I can. I literally can't say the lyrics. Just bleep out what you can't say, or maybe use a more friendly. I, I mean, uh, I, that, that's appropriate. That's word. what I'm saying. I, I don't know how I can say it because it's all it's is all it just sexual super, innuendos. The super freaky girl song. It's the one where she's talking about. She knows what to do with guys, basically. You you got to tell us some of the. I, the, I can't. She has a song I called can't. "Super Freaky Girl" that came out in September. That's probably still it. She's a super freaky girl. She get it from a mama. You got the background music from Super Freak. And then, so, I mean, just use your head. Is it the one that's like, she's all right? I don't know if she's that part's She's all right. We'll say there needs to be more innuendo the and less girl. explicit uh, verbiology. Yeah, that's the, the thing. She doesn't use innuendos. It's all explicit verbiology. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's borderline unacceptable. Like, I can't believe it's on the radio. Hmm. Yeah, you'll just have to look into it. What about it, though? What, it you, like, you like it? Is that what your point was? No, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I was just, I was bringing that up because Roush had brought up that other song that was. Well, that is, is it the one that one thing about me is I'm the baddest alive? I think that's it. Read, read like the main chorus lyrics. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I, 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 I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can do all them little tricks. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Lick it, you, and, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Every time he leaves me alone, he tells me he misses. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the yeah, one. That's not a new song. It's been out forever. No, I know. It's just it's on the radio. So anytime a song's still on the radio, I, I associate it with being new. <laughs> that, but you're that right, is on not. the radio. It's oh yeah, it's been on the radio for a while. Let me let me let me take a look at these lyrics. Uh, I mean, here. Nick, you wouldn't if you if Duke heard this song, you would be like, wait, we're turning this off. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, um. <laughs> not ideal. I don't know what they what. How would they even edit that? They don't. They I mean, they, they say to. they say all that on the radio. I mean, I guess theoretically. 
could be talking about a lot of things. Um, uh, uh, stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I can lick it. I can stick okay. it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> scoots. Well, you did ask him how the song goes, so. We're talking about YouTube. we're talking about stamps. I thought there was maybe a new Nicki Minaj song out there. I wanted to I wanted to check out. But no, Super Bass is the no. best Nicki Minaj song. Uh, she's she peaked ten years ago. Not topping that. Let's get back to what we were talking about. I don't know, <laughs> man. That the, guy's... the Nicki Minaj <laughs> talk. Truly, Train Wacky Wednesday. Big I think when DJ Wagner too. got out of his car, the Ro- the Rolls Royce he was wearing was that Shady Rays on his head. I think so. I, I, could, I couldn't really confirm it, but they may. Yeah, I bet they probably were because the whole outfit was just looking good. And you know, if you look good, you play good. And that's Shady Rays. That's not their motto because I just good, made it up. Good. But they probably follow that philosophy because that's why they make sunglasses for everything. And they don't make ugly looking sunglasses. They make good looking sunglasses. So when you're out there fly fishing, you should have some Shady Rays fishing glasses on. And you'll look good, you'll catch better fish. I think it's scientifically proven. If you're running in a race, it's getting close to marathon season. You wear shady rays, I think it's almost guaranteed it's going to take some time off your off your run. Uh, ShadyRays.com, the best thing about it, you can save some money. 25% off when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. Shady Rays, we love them. Really impressive website. They really do have sunglasses, polarized sunglasses for any and every occasion. Blue light glasses, which I have at the office now uh, and have been enjoying. Eyes don't feel so strained, Roush, when you wear the blue light sunglasses. Feels feels good. They got them all at Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. Check them out today. Uh, I had more more McDonald's All-American game takes. We can talk more basketball recruiting. You were at football yesterday, Roush? Yeah. Um, can Aaron Bradshaw just just take your take your toe off the line? We got we got the, we're starting the long twos already. The jokes write themselves. Come on, uh, Aaron. Yeah, just make them. Spark it up. I don't. I'm not going to whine about long twos versus threes, Aaron. Just make them. That's all I care about, baby. Hey, but if your toe's on the line, it's, it's, yeah. keep the toe behind the line. Just be comfortable. Court, be set. Two. Um, what, how, how, I, I like the court. It was hard for like, my eyeballs. It was, I, even with my blue light glasses on, just difficult to. It's like, it's like watching the, the blue team play on the blue turf. Just a lot, lot going on. There. Well, they were different colors on different sides. I know, but it's the colors were the same colors that the players were wearing. So it was very. Like one team blended in with the court when they were on one end, the other team blended in when they were on the opposite. No, they were blue and red courts, and the teams were, were blue wearing and white. Yeah, white okay. and either way black. No, it was like a dark blue. Yeah, yeah, it's a dark color. This may be a dumb question. I'm, I'm going to go with black. But is the McDonald's All American game is it in the same city as the Final Four every year, or is that no. just happenstance? This is a new thing. Okay, they, so they, is that how it's going to be moving forward? Because I really like that idea. They, I do like that as well. They've experimented a lot with it. It was in like Chicago was they, home base for the longest time. They want people to show up. Then they made it a traveling circus, and we got lucky that it was in Louisville the year that OJ Mayo best McDonald's All American game of all time. You, oh, Patrick Patterson. Yeah, Patrick Patterson was in it. Uh, so I got an autograph from some random dude that was going to Oklahoma. Never heard of him before. Blake Griffin. Um, <laughs> he was like the no name on it. Malik uh, or Michael Beasley. Billy Walker, some stuff. Yeah, you remember it better than I do. Uh, Nick Calathis. Uh Kevin Love was actually probably the best of them all. I guess Love and 
Uh, just a free Westbrook would have been in it too then. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's. Uh, if the internet ever worked here, I could pull up the ton, tons list. of talent. But it seems like um, you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, that was a uh, that Jay, was a lot. Jay of Lucas was in that one. Yeah, Jay, people forget that Nick Calaitis when he still dude, man. You were, we talk about balding the first one that that went down quick. Oh yeah, yeah, poor guy. But not poor That's guy. probably a piece to getting it over with, you know? Yeah. And you know what? You're good at basketball. You made hundreds of thousands of dollars playing basketball. Like, I don't have too much pity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, that? that was cool. That was about the same time that uh, Chandler, Chandler Parsons was a Florida guy as well, right? Let's see. I got the list here. But we he wasn't on that team. I Jay think Lucas, James Harden, Blake James Griffin. Harden. Yeah, there's a name. Ever heard of James so, Harden? Some, some random Arizona State guy. Eric Gordon. Oh, yo, yeah. Derrick Rose, ever heard of him? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jared Bayless, Kyle Singler, Kevin Love, Cole Aldridge. Kyle Singler, there's a throwback. There's like I'm, some of these names, I'm just like, no, they were not at the same. This is not the same time. Like, there's no way. Chris Wright, J.J. Hickson, Austin Freeman, Johnny Flynn, Dante Green, Nolan Smith, Corey, Corey Stokes. Which is crazy oh, that. I mean, one team was Costa Scufus. No, Nolan Smith is. Coaching man, that's a and, lot of NBA years. That is a lot of NBA years. Right, like, among these, there's guys that are still in the NBA, and yes. Nolan Smith is like kind of a veteran in the coaching world now. Yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. That is wild. But that was when it was traveling scoots, and then they went back to like, okay, we'll just we're gonna do Atlanta for a few years. We'll do the Chicago thing a little bit more, and then now I think I think everybody's just trying to hitch their wagon to Final Four sites because. Um, if you'll notice, this weekend at the Women's Final Four, which is in Dallas, they're playing all of the D2 and D3 Women's Championships the same weekend. Um, so I, I think that's, that's pretty cool, kind of making one big um, event out of it. Transy, their their women's team is undefeated. They'll be playing for a national title in Dallas on Saturday. Um, although here is one thing that I just think is dumb, stupid. Like, Let's get back to playing. Like, Why did they shift the Women's Final Four up? They're getting less of a yeah. break than a men. Mm-hmm. Play them on Sunday, Tuesday. Isn't that what they used to do? That's what they used to do. It was so awesome. Here did they, was. Did they used to do it like that? Yeah, because it was it was great. Because when I was a kid on spring break, you just had back to back nights of bat- championship games of basketball. Monday night you watch the men. Tuesday night you watch the women. Here was my yeah, fix. But it still wouldn't it still be back to back nights of championship? Yeah, it, it's just that doing it on like having the final four games on a Sunday evening. I'm gonna more likely watch. Those than a Friday night. Like this Friday night. Uh, I remember in 17 being in Phoenix and we watched the women's final four on Friday night. And I think it was one, the one maybe where L got hosed or there was some controversial call or wild finish or something. Maybe it was L wasn't involved. So it's at least been Friday, Sunday for a few years. I, I, I like the old way though, because it's a nice come down when you have the, the men's game, like ha- having that extra game, that extra day is just such a nice, like, it, you know, put your, your mouth over the paper bag and kind of slowly get your yeah. way out of basketball. I I don't care. Here's what I want to see. I guess I need to. I want to see the men's Final Four on Thursday, women's Final Four on Friday, men's championship on Saturday, women's championship on Sunday. Let's just get Monday out of the equation, especially if we're going to start the game past 9 o'clock. It's just ridiculous. I just think no, that Monday I, I'd is. No, I'd be totally cool with that. Monday is such a. Great TV slot because they aren't competing with interest. Right? I, like, like people yeah. don't have like there isn't. I just high wish school. college basketball would just be like we don't we don't care. Yeah. And yeah. I think if attendance ever starts slipping, and gosh, there was a a tweet talking about like ticket prices and stuff 
uh, for the men's game and how it's like ninety nine dollars to get in the door. Yeah, it still ain't the cheap. Like good. Like I want I want I want cheap. You want tickets. people to be able I want to go to the game. Uh, yeah, it's but, actually uh, the get in price is cheaper for the men's than the women's final four. Yeah, but isn't the men's in a stadium? Well, and so, the, and yeah. the women have star power at their final four. They do, they do. Caitlin Probably Clark, is Angel the Reese, weakest star power final four in men's basketball history. If there's one with less like star notoriety, big names, I'd I'd have to see it. I, yeah. I think Miami's guards are awesome, and then UConn's just a really, really good team with a lot of really good players. But in terms of just like the average college basketball fan knowing a big name at the Final Four, you're right. The women's women's have all the big names. Mm-hmm. Haley Van Lith, but again, it was the big one. You got to give Jeff Waltz a break. He can't win it. But men's not not so much. Good. I want all college basketball, men's, women's, people to be watching it, people to be excited about it, people to be able to see it. Affordable ticket prices. I know those things don't always go hand in hand, but it's uh, it's the best. So then the ratings are indicating that, which is always a good time. I'm uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward the to the world of basketball. To doing some uh, one final weekend of uh, boozing with some basketball because it's not the. Ooh, I've got a bachelor party Saturday. Oh, nice! It's gonna be fun. It's in town. Yeah, just the in-town nice. one. Nice. I think we're doing a little top golf. I, I would, I would appreciate that instead of like the whole. Not. What do you think about this? All the, all the girls are getting together. Not with you though, right? No. Yeah. Like they're doing their own thing. Oh yeah, fine. I, I'm What's, at the point where I just want my wife to hang out with her friends more often. Scoots is making a face like he just smelled something. I don't. Stinky. I just don't understand why you would say that. Isn't that a normal thing? Don't. Don't girls do the bachelorette parties the same time as bachelor parties? No, they're just. I think not what TJ not, saying not always. Is this they're is, just like they. So I, I probably didn't do a good enough job explaining yeah, it, that. It's just all of the husbands are gone out, so all the wives are like, "Well, let's all go out too." Correct. It's not so, just a but it's not a bachelorette party. party. Correct. Okay. And I don't know if they're doing a bachelorette party or not. I just think it was like, "Hey, all the guys are doing something." I mean, that's exactly what it was. So hey, let's while they're doing something, why don't we do something as well? And I tell you what, it's really thrown. Uh, like now, we got to figure out if we're doing babysitter. When in reality, when it was just going to be like, hey, I get to stress free go play golf, not have to worry about the baby because I know she'd be with mama. Now, now I got to now I got to concern myself with it that. Become, stuff. Um, All because they want to ha- get together and have a nice Saturday. I mean, you themselves. have you have dozens of family members. The in minor the city. inconvenience to me. <laughs> Now, just for them to get together and enjoy their lives. Can you believe it? It kind of sounds like a bachelorette party. <laughs> Not that. I don't think so. But right. Maybe. I, so, TJ, I need uh, my group of friends. We need your help convincing our wives to hang out with each other. That's another thing. Is well, I, I, got, I shouldn't really talk smack about uh, my, you know, the girls potentially getting together. Because so, here, so here's the thing. That's a good point. We, good we like to have time with the fellas, right? Like, you just... You just want to go golf, or you want to go belly up at a bar. We, it's hard to get yourself. Um, it's it's hard to use your political capital to get these nights out or these afternoons away to go golfing when they're not using up any of those days either, right? Like you want it to be reciprocated. You can tell we're all just walking on eggshells with what we're saying and how careful we're being. <laughs> but what Roush is, is saying is that the 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 deposits don't 
equal. No, they, 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 they don't go, add up. Just go hang out with each other. Like, go do something. You all, please, go. So, go do something together. When, so I will happily watch the boys. At times, go. people in relationships will have conversations where they say, well, you went out last weekend, or you you had poker night with or the boys last month. Dad's gone and, all the time. And, like, well, no, no, you, and you'd say, and, and what men in this ex- example are trying to say are, I would more, you can go do, you do go, whatever. Go, go go social event for a social event with me. I'm totally cool with that. Yes. If I go out on Friday, then you feel free to go hang out with the girls I, on Saturday. I can handle Let's go job. a little tit for tat here. Yes. And w- that doesn't happen. No. Because girls are freaking losers and don't have any plans. Exactly. Right. They're 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 they're, they're yeah. You're you're exactly right. Of course, I'm just kidding. G- girls are cooler than than me. No, no. But they, they have plans. They just don't want to miss bedtime. They do miss their little babies. What they would say, and they'd make us feel bad, is like, yeah, I, oh, we I, get to, I want to hang out, my plans are I want to hang out with the kids. Exactly, and that makes you feel even worse, because it's like, you know what, and they're probably, I hang out with my kids a lot. I'm a good dad, okay? Do not make me feel bad that I want to just, like, you know, not think about him for a night. This is just radio fodder, by the way. <laughs> not how we really it's feel. just a bit. Yeah, just a bit. It's just a bit. Uh, I hope school started. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hit a break. Hour one is, hour one we, is done. we got to reset we, this We've got to send yeah. out some text messages. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 oh. FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. I imagine if hell is a real place, Roush, listening to you type is part of Mm -hmm. the stay. (laughs) That's when you're in the waiting room. You you just got (laughs) to... It's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like not sure you were going on a window and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> Thank goodness you don't do that that much during the show. Oh, oh good after it there. <laughs> that, thing, that is your hilarious. Keyboard has just got to be the toughest in the history. <laughs> Wish we could just get the microphone up close. Can we do that? Can you put the microphone sure. up close to it? You can maybe write a little KSR Plus article for us. <laughs> Uh, Just something second. normal. Don't uh, over-exaggerate well, either. I actually the, am writing a post, right? Morning post here. Um, here we go. Are you Bradshaw supposed to write was those? cleaning it up. Um, okay. <laughs> I think it's just the key bar tap probably more than anything else. I mean, you go to town <laughs> on that bad boy. He does hit it real hard. No, I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> Very pre- precision precision pounding on that keyboard. <laughs> Your poor wife. <laughs> you type at the house a lot, don't you? Well, she's probably at work, I guess. So. Well, and I, I got I got the office. I got a whole room to myself. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah. good. Oh, must be nice having an office. The wife has confiscated my office. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Was that the kind of bonus room? Yeah. Upstairs. No. Um, 
I guess I theoretically could, yeah, I could use those rooms. I just like going to the basement because the TV's nice and big down there. But she uh, she works from home usually once a week. So, like, what is our designated office is her office now. Oh. You all are in for a long night. You keep talking about your wives. No, that's not a criticism <laughs> or a complaint. I mean, it does make more sense. She needs, like, she's actually doing work. I do radio from home every so often. So uh, I'm fine to go in the basement. And plus, I like having stuff on the TV in the background. So it works It works out splendid. But you know, you've got a nice office, Roush. you got all the views. So, yeah, the, the, the bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. I need so, a work from home job. That's what I need. You can do the hotel from home. <laughs> you I'm can done. turn your home into a hotel. I, I'm, pretty much, yeah. I'm pretty well done with hotel. Well, what? I, I did. I, I told my buddy last week. We actually both had to go in and work on Saturday. And he was like, so what do you want to work? Like, what's your perfect schedule? And I was like, between you and I, I'm trying to slowly wean off. And he was like, well, that's not what I want to hear. I was like, well, that's what I'm trying to make happen. So, Interesting. Just, I'm tired of it. I'm done. People are so rude. You got a good schedule, though. I mean, I get whatever schedule I want, yeah. That's great. That's it is not, great. You know, that's not the norm at other places. Yeah, I know. And that's so what are you going to do? That's why I'm still there. What are you going to do if you don't do hotels? Uh, I would just pick up more radio hours and then maybe just get like a little part-time gig work when I want type deal. Yeah, doing what? I don't know. You I, get I to could figure do, maybe some texters. On I can do anything. Well, I mean, I've done some advice. So Justin I've, tries it. I've done serving in the past at restaurants, so that's something that I always hated that as well, but I've thought more and more maybe that's something I should get back into. That's just such easy money. Did you ever think about just winning the lottery again? That would be ideal. I yes. mean, come on. If I could just win the Dug- lottery. Did we, Dugan, did we hit it yesterday? He probably didn't buy one. No, he did. Did he? Yeah. I think he sent us a picture. Oh. Yeah, he sent it on Monday. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. And we all complimented him because he actually did it. Yeah, Trevor. nice to have an adult mm-hmm. in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Trevor, with our freaking lottery pool, is unbelievable. Um, and then just that thing more unbelievable is just his excuse making. Yeah. Just buy his, 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 his inability to just take any responsibility. Just buy the bigger one. That's that, It's that simple. We're not moving goalposts. Just uh, buy the one that's worth more. Well, I didn't know we were Mega Millions this week or Powerball. It's like, well, when you step up to the counter, they have a little thing that shows you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do the one that's more money, you goober. Uh, looks like Dugan hit a combined one number. Nice. On the whole thing. That's a good old zero dollars. Uh, I do, did do have be- Trevor do, reach out yesterday. Do he kind of wants to dust off Trevor Tries It because uh, <laughs> Rutherford doesn't believe that Trevor can ride a horse. And, um, yeah, the conversation was making me sad. Thing is, is like Trevor keeps doing this on radio and he'd do it with us, but we do like put a dollar in the jar and I think we nipped it in the bud or at least we did a better job with it. But he's like fantasizing constantly on the Mike Rutherford show. And I don't know why Mike's not putting a stop to it, but he's like fantasizing about all these things that he just obviously cannot do because of his physical limitations, stature. The thing is, is a horse. And I don't know why he's doing it. He could be fine once he got on the horse. Horse will carry his ass. Yeah. The horse will carry a lot. It's it's the getting on and off. That's that's the hard part. No, I mean there are like some horses that cannot handle somebody his size. Yeah, but like you could find a big enough horse. The outriders out, out of the track. Those are some pretty big damn horses. There was a Nathan for you all about it, and they the plan <laughs> was so to get a uh, helium balloons to like. To, to offset some of the weight, so the person wasn't necessarily floating, <laughs> but like part of their weight was lifted off the horse. <laughs> but then the big concern was trees, 
And what are you going to do with the balloon? So they had to find a path that didn't have a lot of trees. And then Nathan was like a tree blocker. He'd walk alongside with these big boards to block the trees from it. But but there are horses that could handle it. Are they super common? I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. You couldn't go put like you couldn't go get Animal Kingdom and have Trevor. Yeah, no, no, get on top. And um, well, one of my friends is uh, because you know Duke likes going to the. The horse castle. He he wants to ride the horses. Friends like you know when he gets a little bit older, he can come. Uh, you know, my my wife she she does she's into horses. She can come ride ride that one. I was thinking like, man, I would. I've never I've I've rode horses, but I've never really rode or ran a horse. And yeah, I wonder no, if I know it's. What you mean. I've never actually ridden a horse. I've been on a horse. Right. But I know I know what you're talking about. Where you're like actually out in open space, like yeah. you know, usually it's like on a walking path or something at one of those state parks. Just different. Yeah. It's not the same. So I want. I wonder if I'm uh, past that the point of no return when it comes to getting after it on one of those horses. I don't think no. You get cowboys that are super old all the time. So should have been a cowboy. I, I, I think you could do that. I bet someday you will like do that, and I bet someday I will. Probably unrelated times, hopefully. But uh, you know what? We should go to a beach. <laughs> I'm a shirt off. We'll, I think we'll the wife has always talked about wanting to do like the the horse beach walks. I'm like that just seems. Like it doesn't. See, I bet it would be fine. It's but cool. It just seems like it could get real boring real quick. Well, the thing is, is I mean, you know, you you do the beach walks every once in a while. You just cover more ground. That's true. And you're, you're on, you know, you're on a horse. You're not doing any of the How work, often really. have you been on a horse in water? Like never. So yeah, okay, I we, get that. We did a horse walk when we were in Mexico, my senior year of high school. It was a lot of fun. You were you were walking past all the people that were just on their feet, and you're like, ha ha, I got a horse. <laughs> I'm covering more ground, baby. <laughs> Did your horse ever act up? Act no, full? it didn't. No. Good. Man, you kept I, it. You would have kept it in line. Had it. Absolutely. <laughs> Cowboy scoots. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I just love this Wednesday show. We're, we're really like we're, we're hitting the sports, but we're all over the place in all the right ways. Yeah. Uh, one spring break, we went on a cruise. We got dropped off in Progreso, Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was the. Probably I can't imagine there's too many worse. Well, I imagine there maybe are, but there can't be that many much worse places in Mexico to take tourists. It was not very progressive. <laughs> it, progressive. It, 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 I don't know about that, but it was just like it, I, we actually had fun as 18 and 17 year old kids because it was just like an authentic Mexican town. But like you just were, there was nothing really special about it. It was just like a crappy little town i mean no offense to the folks of progreso mexico but they just let everybody drink they didn't care about age or anything so like we were just bar hopping in this little city uh and it was a good time we had fun love mexico but i you know you think like beautiful beaches not a lot of people this was not that <laughs> let's get to the thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. don't uh, did we make a mark where we left off yesterday? Ooh, I hope so. I don't see it. Oh, no. We're cooked. Our goose is cooked. I'm, uh, my chat's loading. I'm loading. It's figuring it out. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you about Salsaritas, because Salsaritas is great. Yeah, we didn't hit the lottery last night, but you can always feel like you hit the lottery at Salsaritas. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the fresh guacamole. I know it's not for everybody. But there, it's so good. And they're not going to nickel and dime you and charge you extra if you want. Because my ideal meal there has the fajita vegetables, the guacamole, and the queso. That's that's the big three for old Roushy boy. 
Um, turn it into some nachos. Get the wildly addicted chips on the side. The wildly addicted chips uh, that's not trademarked, but it should be because they are so good. They're so fantastic. Uh, and Scoots' move is get the extra seasoning on the side. Just help yourself out. Treat yourself to Salsaritas. They've got two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Stop by today. The extra seasoning. That's just a pro move. You're a pro, Scoots. Did we get to any text yesterday from I, like? We did, but not very many. Because remember, we had Jack on yesterday. Yeah, I think we're at the one that says, "I know I won't shut up about him, but we should be all over Jaycon Walton." Maybe him and Edwards at the three and four would be incredibly dynamic. Uh, yeah, I appreciate texters that get infatuated with random transfers when there's not any sort of lead that they are actually like Kentucky's actually interested. But that sometimes so I trust those. I sometimes trust those people's opinion, like. You're, I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong, but sometimes I, I trust those people's opinion because it's like UK has shown no reason for you to even be invested in this person, so this is somebody that you just saw throughout the season that you thought would be a good fit. I wonder why you think that, and then you look into it a little bit more, and you're like, oh, I could see that. doesn't often work out that UK will show involvement or interest. Not always, not a ton, but sometimes that's worked out where you kind of talk something into reality or into existence. It was funny, you know, all the Drew Timmy stuff last year, and then you had a Kyle Tucker article where it was like, yeah, there was there was a little conversation there. It was brief, but there was a brief little what if, which is kind of cool to, like, think about that, think about that potentially happening. But Jaquan Walton from Wichita State, six foot seven, wing guard, average 14 points, over five rebounds, two assists per game. Shot 40% from three on the season. But I don't think that was his uh, his main game. I think he's more of kind of a defender. Can switch on multiple people. He's, he's the big D. He's all about the big D. Seems like a lot on the transfer portal at the guard position may depend on Antonio Reeves and, and Bobby Dillingham. Bobby wish the sh- Ooh, Yeah, just Robert Dillingham. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, he, he had multiple games hitting three plus threes. Okay. Yeah. He shot more threes than I thought. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Texture says, Tang visiting the FAU locker room postgame was elite levels of making this about me. I couldn't disagree more. I was crying laughing listening to Pardon My Take, who Big Cat, number one Coach K hater, would just go on and on and on about Coach K coaching up other teams and how disgusting it was. And after the game, they were like, wow, Jerome Tang, what a coach. Like, that's the kind of coach I want that's coaching hilarious. my kids. That's hilarious. It's a, oh, it was a great joke. Great uh, bit. Scooch, why, why, why do you think that was cool? I, I just think that's a really neat thing to do. I mean, it takes a pretty humble person to be able to go into the other team's locker room after they just beat you. I think it's the opposite. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> it's not humility. It's making it about you. Yeah, it's making it. They, they want let them celebrate. They don't want to hear from the losing coach. Who the hell are you? Why, why do they even need to hear from you? It's also Jerome Tang, first-year head coach. Yeah, like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. if, it's, if you want to be – Scoot, there's a reason why people don't do it, and it's not because that they're too sour to do it. It's, it's like – It's, it's not know, the place and time. If you yeah, want to show humility – Go to the podium and like talk about what a great game I, those guys. I just yeah, didn't see it as making it about him at all. I, I I truly thought he walked in that locker room with a bunch of humility and wanted to let them know, like, yeah, hey. And then the words that he told them, like, hey, you all, nobody can beat you if you play like you just played. So I, I mean, I also, just thought it was that's a little like, oh, just because you beat mighty Kansas State, no, you can beat anybody else in the world because you beat Kansas State. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I guess I'm wrong here. But no, I, it's your opinion, and your opinion is your opinion. But I like uh, seeing it, it personally. It is, it is wrong. I would sense. I would like to see a lot more of that going forward with Coach. No, you don't want like let them celebrate. They're going to the Final Four. Why they have their moments to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. You can you can text them after the game. I mean, we don't know how long we don't know how long it took in between the game and him going into the, their locker room. Cray, I'm crazy that he thought there could potentially be cameras in the winning Elite Eight team's locker room after the game. Hmm. Oh, and what do you know? They captured him getting to to have that moment. Hmm. Yeah, that's, Tang loves him some Tang. That's just I don't know. That I mean, that's a microcosm of my my life as a whole. Nope. My mindset is I just I believe in humanity. The oh yeah, that's what I, I just think I mean, everyone I, has. I just I, think everyone constantly has good intentions. I do too. I just I don't. I I think there's a reason you don't see a lot of coaches do that when they lose. The, and, um, and it's not because they're they're too sour. The best thing that happened in the locker room though was uh, FAU playing the Kansas State song and like the hand clap thing. Yeah, it was great troll job. Yeah. yeah. A texture on the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. Go there today. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. Was a bit surprised to look at FAU's roster and really only see one senior in the rotation. Those dudes will have some options this offseason. Oh, yeah, and so will Dusty May, too. Yeah, and you'll also probably have some situations where some of these transfers, whether at Florida Atlantic or San Diego State, uh, probably not Miami. They've got enough nil money to, to probably match. Yeah, and – you would think that Pack and Wong are, might just be NBA guys. Sure. You know? And Nachard, Nachard as well. But I also, you'll probably get some of these Florida Atlantic San Diego State players will be overvalued a little bit in the transfer portal just due to this deep run. So something to keep an eye on. But uh, we'll see if UK's got any involvement. This is the week that they're making decisions or whatnot. And Cal said he's not going to entertain the portal till he knows who's coming back and who's who's not. Roush, you mentioned Dusty May, and he'll have opportunities. We were actually discussing that yesterday and talking about a good landing spot for him. Do you all anticipate many more coaching jobs opening up? Because all the ones that have opened up already have already been filled, with the exception of Texas Tech. And that's the only one that's open that I'm aware of right now. So do you you think we'll get more coaching movement? Yes. Is that really the only... That's That's the only one I could think of. I mean, Penn State's been filled. Notre Dame. Who'd Penn State take? That I don't know. But I know they filled that position. Well, this week's the coaches' convention, so you know, gotcha. lot, lot, lot of, there's a lot of moving and shaking at that thing at the Final Four. There, there will be more coaching moves. Uh, VCU's coach is about to get hired somewhere by a job better than. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Penn Ro- State. Rhodes is his name. Yes. So Rhodes. Oh, is so going he's going to Mike Rhodes. Okay. Is it has it's not official yet. But that's the gotcha, gotcha. But it sounds like v, that's who Penn State's going to hire. Yeah, Penn State's not like a big job in the world of college basketball, but still a Power Five. Did some decent things this season, so now the VCU job's open. Would Dusty May go there? Is that a better job than FAU? Yeah, I think A ten's better than Conference USA. Even though Conference USA now sixteen and one in the postseason because North Texas won in the NIT last night. Oh my they gosh! Could, they, there's a chance for a clean sweep because we had a Conference USA team win the CBI. North Texas will play in the NIT final, and then uh, Florida Atlantic's in the final. And I think four. all those teams are moving to the American Conference. Did you all? <laughs> I think they all are moving. Yeah. Did you all pay attention to that over under in the Wisconsin North Texas game? Uh, uh, of course not. I mean, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Oh, were you on the incredible over? hit? No, I did the Roush thing. I took the under. Oh, you were sweating the under. Wisconsin just didn't score in like the final it five was, minutes. It was it was one fourteen and a half. 
And anytime I see a number like that, John Spears has taught me if it's too low, that means Vegas can't go low enough. So I was like, oh, let me just bet the under. And I was betting the live under as well. I got it at 123.5, and a half, because they came out and put up 70 points in the first half. First five minutes of the game was like 21-16. I'm like, oh, this is cooked. And then from the 11 or 12-minute mark in the second half to about the five-minute mark, neither team scored. They were stuck at 51-46 for forever. It was a phenomenal hit. Maybe my favorite betting hit I've ever had. The final possession there, because it was leading into the McDonald's All-American game, mm-hmm. it was such a yakety sacks. Oh, it was of, awful. Like nobody, because Wisconsin essentially had, I mean, Fran Fraschula was losing his mind. He was like, no, you can't call timeout while the team is in transition. Um, and... So they, they basically had a three-on-two sort of deal. Call a timeout, set up a play, and then there's like three interior passes of just guys who don't want to shoot contested yeah. layups in the post. Right. It was it was sad. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty it's a good game. Shout out to Fran Fraschilla, by the way. He's the one that jinxed it. He said early in the game that they were going to obliterate the over/under total. <laughs> so shout out Fran. Way to go, Fran. You did, you did it. it. You did it. A texture on the Thornton's text line says. Very fascinated by this small group of UK fans who can't believe Severe is transferring. <laughs> there is a group of that, those fans? No, but it does seem like the narrative has somewhat shifted on Twitter and message boards that, like, Severe was just totally misused at UK. I don't, I think, mean, that's, I don't think that's the case. No. With him transferring, can we still use the Severe joke on our golf scramble? Or is that a thing of the past now? Yeah. Probably a thing of the past, unfortunately. Yeah. I still do have Quad A Clean as my Roomba. <laughs> so I guess maybe we can still make an exception for former UK guards that didn't pan out. It sure seems like Wheeler's quote-unquote surgical procedure went well where he's healthy enough to play next season. What a joke. I mean, yeah, that's most <laughs> surgical procedures. They're healthy enough to play next Doesn't season. Doesn't mean he's never going to play basketball again. The lack of transparency with the team and media isn't right. We were simply court on Kentucky, leaving us completely out to dry. Cal will just say stupid stuff like we're five that no one will ever believe, all part of the Kentucky basketball culture. It's less about, like, I don't need to know the medical details and stuff, but for the weirdness with senior night and then the weirdness in the locker room before the – the, the games in Greensboro. Like, we just didn't need that. We were perfectly content not thinking about Severe Wheeler. I agree with that. Like, yeah, that, so I don't know. That, that, that part frustrated me as much as anything. And you know what? Here's not, it's not all on UK. Like <laughs> some of it Correct. is on him. Like that, that's the part. They wouldn't be jumping through hoops to try to please him if he wasn't being difficult for them. If, so either one or two things are true. Either he did quit on the team and let's just go down that avenue he did let's just say he quit on the team then uk has one of two options you try to work it out you try to smooth it over where it's not a huge distraction that turns ugly for the university or ugly for the kid or the other option is you just kick his ass off the team right then and there i know there's a lot of uk fans that just would rather have that latter option kick kick him off the team if, he don't, if he's acting like that, then send a message, kick him off the team. I agree with you. But it's one of those two options. Is it really worth getting that upset about that they would go the other route? And that's in that's in the avenue that he did quit on the team, which we don't even know if that's true. Let's do the other one. He actually was hurt. 
Okay, well, if he's actually was hurt, then what do you want UK to do in this whole situation? They were saying that he was hurt. They were thinking that he could play. Maybe the kid was lying to them, potentially. So I just I think any path you go down in the severe Wheeler wormhole, it's, it's kind of just like, who cares? Who really cares? And if you think that UK basketball's got a big culture because they won't kick people off the team in situations that we don't know the true situations about, then you're entitled to that opinion. And you can keep shouting from the rooftops to kick kids off teams when you see fit. That's totally okay by me. Yeah, and I will say if there was ever, I know Cal is very pro player, um, if there was ever a time to make an exception, though, like it's not like you're doing it to a five-star kid or something, right? So be a little different, but still, he's no, like, that's think, not how he's going to roll. I think if if that's how it unfolded, he probably should have done just that. But, we again, we don't know exactly if that's how it unfolded. Mm-hmm. And, two, they chose to go a different route. Again, who really cares? Like, it, it's over with. It's yeah, done with. Yeah. He's not, I think what you said yesterday was perfect. The biggest mistake was just bringing him back. Yeah. And when we heard some rumors last offseason, we talked about that on this radio show that – Hey, if that's true, you need to really examine, like, is he going to be an issue this upcoming season? We had those exact conversations, and then we eventually, I guess, convinced ourselves it wasn't going to be an issue. It was like, we we gave Cal benefit of the doubt. And the fact that we were doing it from 72 miles away, UK and Cal has to do a better job being able to diagnose that stuff. The, The program, you know, the season, that stuff, I'm not saying that, I don't think it's why this season didn't go the right way. Uh, I don't think it's why UK lost to Kansas State in the second round. But he got to do a better job of it. And it seems like now, two years in a row, you potentially didn't. But again, maybe he really did get hurt. Maybe things weren't so bad or as bad as they seemed. But after year one, he needed to probably uh, go go different directions. I, um... Yeah. I, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's just move on. All right. I'm eventually, I'm just, everybody's going to know. I'm going to say something just probably too mean about Severe Wheeler. It's eventually just going to come out. So just well, prepare no, for that. It's all over. Listeners. You know, it's over with. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, might as well say it now if you're going to say it eventually. <laughs> I mean, but he is definitely my, I, there's, I'm not, he's not to blame for this season's downfall. You can make the argument that if you didn't have him around, maybe Cal would get a different portal point guard. Yeah, that's that would be the that, that, conversation. That, that's the conversation. But uh, Ashton Hagens was my least favorite Kentucky basketball player because uh, of the Calipari era because I thought he cost Kentucky a Final Four. Uh, Wheeler shenanigans and just the infighting amongst fans. Because it was Ashton Hagens. I think everybody knew he had limitations. For whatever reason, because Wheeler stat padded, same way, same way that Hagen stat padded with steals, Wheeler would stat pad with assists. And everybody thought he was God's gift of basketball. So that's why he's now my least favorite John Calipari basketball player. Maybe even my least favorite basketball player ever. I don't think anybody ever thought Severe Wheeler was God's gift to basketball. Uh, and I, but, I, I but you know the infighting, like having to like, why do I have to be a martyr uh, for a fight to like say Kaysom Wallace should be Kentucky's point guard? It was clear, it was plain as day. Where does Devin Askew fit into that ranking? Ah, oh, that team sucks so bad. I'd know. say <laughs> Michael Porter is my least favorite UK basketball player. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, fair. I, I just just play uh, on the court. Just play on the court. Wheeler. There's a lot of frustrating things about his his play. Um, 
the the part that when but things were going well, this, when things uh, were going well last season with the Grady group, it looked fun. It looked like maybe that was how it was supposed to go. But the second some adversity hit, it uh, things went south, and they never and they never got better. Unfortunately, I just always got the sense to when he would correct you. Like I, I understand a lot of, I get it, but the kind of vibes that he put off very much. Uh, uh, the, he was the little Chihuahua dog that thought he was a big German Shepherd. Yeah, that's probably too far. I, I get what you're saying that he kind of had like an attitude about him that maybe you like, felt like he didn't deserve. Especially when speaking with the media, or like really just you know just you maybe should just be kinder or nicer. But I wasn't around him, so I, I you know I'm not speaking personally in that regard. You're entitled to your feelings about yep. severe weather. I, I have a lot of them, a lot of angry ones I, that I, I held in throughout the season because really the. Of all of his uh, whatever, really the worst thing he did is he got hit a couple times last year, probably got concussed, and then he played scared on defense the rest of his career. He was he was not good. Like no. the, the reason why he was good at defense is because he was overly pesky. And when he quit doing that and was just getting beat off the dribble without the um, – The chance of a steal. Exactly. Like disrupting the, a screen and a pick and roll. You excuse pick and pop. the yeah. over-aggressiveness when he would get steals and he would bother the other team, but he, he quit doing that. And that now that really good, hurt the team. That's some good B-ball analysis there because I think that's totally right. Uh, something did change with him defensively, and what else can you really – Because the other stuff – You don't just snap your fingers and become a worse defender like he like we saw, unfortunately, this season. Like I, You can put up with other stuff. Like, Deron Lamb, for all intents and purposes, kind of a turd, but he's great at shooting basketball, so I liked him, right? Like, we have this weird conundrum as fans. Same thing with, like, their grades. We don't care about their grades un- until, uh, you know, until they're, they're failing, you know, and – uh, for me, it's when the other stuff started going poorly, he let that uh, affect his how he interacted with his teammates. His personal play affected his role within the bigger team, and that is a great segue to me saluting and giving a, a big, big tip of the cap to Tavion Robinson because he straight admitted publicly, like, I don't have the quote in front of me right now, but he said, I can't let... When, when things don't go your way, I can't let it affect the effort I'm giving to my team. And that was something I struggled with last year. I mean, he wasn't on the sideline for the Louisville game, I don't think. Was it the Louisville game? or It was one of those two at the end of the year where yeah. Tavion just wasn't there. And it's because he was pissed off with how the way things went with Rich Gangarella. And he's like, you know, I, I, I learned from that. Now I've got a clean slate. I'm excited to move forward. But I think in order to move forward – he had to be willing to say that publicly, so I thought that was very big of him, um, a, a step in the right direction. And TJ, as you expected, uh, Liam Cohen said that they they moved in the right, they, they bounced back. Woohoo! Yeah, they're uh, back. Which, yeah, I mean, come on, take that all with a grain of salt. Like we expected that, but I think the the part that was uh, seem somewhat significant is that the running game finally started to look a little bit like the running game. And I think that, has A, they struggle because they don't have Josh Caddis and Brennan Bates out there busting heads. Like, that's that's a big part of making the outside zone, right, is having some badass tight ends working. But also, um, Davis just getting comfortable and kind of knowing the flow of how his offensive line is going to work. So, good to just hear that, okay, they're, they're making progress. They're, 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 they're heading in the right direction. Um, now it's just a matter of, Doing it consistently. It's like a few dates have gone pretty well. Yeah, exactly. You're ready to talk about like this to your friends and family. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe stay the night. Whoa, whoa, whoa! A few dates. 
Isn't three dates? Isn't Rapid Roush here. Isn't that, what, what's the rule, Scoots? I don't know. I don't date. <laughs> You're supposed to be our <laughs> expert on this. But yeah, I feel like that's a TV show thing where they're like, well, Scoots you know. Scoots never followed the three date. Like right? Holly Fox and Michael Scott, it was third date, right? Scoots never got three dates. <laughs> Can't get past the second. Just, just got the contract and that was it. <laughs> Is it, is it up front deal? Speaking There's of zero days speaking of Walmart contract girl, she's getting uh, less than two hundred days marrying another woman. Oh, great! Good for her. So right? How many? Very excited. Is it two two wives? Huh? Is it two wives or three? Uh, this will be her second. Okay. Yeah. The other one was with the contract. Though. Yeah. 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 Anyways, all right. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. Wrap up the Thornton text line. You're listening to a wild and wacky. And I think we learned our answer. We cannot make the severe joke anymore on the golf course scoots. We don't need Roush going on a, another severe wheeler ramp. No, but you got it no. out of your system. Yeah, I needed to because I, I, I was bottled up. There you go. It was. It's out of there. Uh, well, I'll wish him the best. Yeah, you can hear me he breathe. Goes. This is KRC, one final segment coming up next. I want to break free. Paul Puzelis against Holland. Shepard with the steal. Get up, Reed. Shepard throws it down. The shooter can get up. You knew it was coming, though. He just gave it a quick matchup. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment. That was a clip of Reed Shepard throwing one down yesterday. Yeah. Uh, And he was probably the quote-unquote worst of the bunch just because the other... Three put up bigger numbers, but uh, all four did impressive things all weekend for the McDonald's All-American game. The future for UK, stop me if you've heard this one before, but the future of UK basketball looks bright. Just wait till next year. But in all seriousness, it's a much. It looks well, like it's going to be a, a group closer to some of those more dominant teams, see, or at least from a talent standpoint, than. Than maybe some previous. If you seasons. go through the timeline of McDonald's All Americans at Kentucky, the last time, I mean, the so the 2018 team, the best player on that team was not a McDonald's All American, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They had a bunch of them, but the the quality wasn't the same, and they haven't had the depth and quality in quite some time like they do now. Yeah. That that kind of should tell you all you need to know, like. You know, it, the the recruiting ma- rankings aren't the end-all, be-all, but they do matter to an extent. And Mark Berger got into some argument with me about recruiting and then was like, well, I don't really pay attention to the recruiting rankings. It's like, well, because his argument was, well, if you're a high school quarterback, why would you want to go to Kentucky? I was like, well, they haven't recruited good high school quarterbacks. That's like that's why they haven't played here. That's why Kentucky's been starting transfers because they – like. Yeah, that I, I did. I did keep up. It, that it was argument. very much. I, a, I almost tweeted it, and the gosh, the point was, like you don't just stop doing that though. Like you know, you still are going. You still you're planning. You I, in a perfect world, you develop a quarterback from high school, from a freshman sophomore year, and you have them throughout. Just because that doesn't always work doesn't mean you stop doing that. It was it was a very bizarre line of thinking, but um, also like why would you go there if they only play transfers? It's like well, 
fifty percent of the SEC started transfers. Are they not recruiting quarterbacks too? Like it was just again, there's a lot of like fallacies in his argument. But the other point uh, was just that Bo Allen was this quote unquote four star recruit. He he was by one service. He but if you average them all out, he was the number four fifty one player in the country. He was barely top five hundred. Um, that's like a. Uh, a Josh Jones or uh, Josh Caddis level of a recruit. You know about Josh Caddis. That worked out. Do you know about Josh Jones? He's been like the third right tackle for hmm. three years. So, you know, like that, it's very much a flip of a coin when you're getting that level of player. But they're recruiting up. Uh, you know, on three put their rankings out earlier this week. Uh, Ryan Montgomery's a top 300 quarterback, four-star recruit. He's visiting on Thursday. Stone Saunders, top 300 guy. Cutter Bowie, number 30 overall, four-star prospect. Um, and something to keep an eye on, a guy in his class might be committing to Tennessee. And Tennessee was always the they, – they, let's just say Tennessee caught his eye in the fall. And so getting Liam Cohen back, they helped out a lot. And maybe uh, them signing this other guy might might take them out of the race for Cutter Bowie. What's the cutoff for the stars in football? Like what – What's a five star top? Five stars are like the top twenty ish or so. I mean, they they'll they always started when we they released the rankings the other day. There's only five, but they'll eventually get up to in the twenties and thirties. How far do four stars go down? Because you mentioned a number three hundred guy who's a four star. Yeah, yeah, there'll be four stars, uh, basically top four hundred. Okay, because like. You'll have a guy ranked in the top 300 in two recruiting services, and then it'll be like 501. So if you average them all out, he's a four-star. So pr- pretty much around 400 is where the general cutoff is. Gotcha. Yeah. And that was a little recruiting talk. Um, they got some – it's spring break, so there's a, there's a lot of kids in. Uh, a lot of kids coming in, turning campuses. And I still uh, – I got to get – one of my people, I got to get them better on their phone, texting. Because I saw them with some – Huge guy, KS Bar. I mean, like. Why six, didn't you ask who he was? Well, they they were. Uh, I asked after the fact, but like at the time, like they're eating lunch. I don't want to just come up and like, hey, because I ended up did uh, running into Gavin Grover and Terry on Nichols, uh, which Terry on Nichols, that guy, that, that might be a nice early investment for Vince because he went from unranked to top three hundred once they started kind of rolling the, the 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 recent stuff out. Cincinnati kid, so. That's, uh, that's right at Vince's alley. Bring it home, big dog. Yeah. They did have it, – it was unfortunate, and I thought I knew this was going to be a long shot, but there's a pair of twins, Devontae and Devontre Armstrong, which first God, off – that's not confusing. Yeah, their parents are just jerks. The worst parents that ever parented. Over or under 100 times mom messed that up in the first three years no, of their life. No, so, excuse me, De- Devontae and Deontay. Jeez. So, yeah, it, even more complicated. But they're going to be probably uh, starting on at like left tackle and left guard for Ohio State. Now, they committed Ooh. to them. And that was going to be a pipe dream. But, like, yeah, how, how lucky are you to just have four star twin offensive tackle or offensive lineman just grow up an hour away? Kentucky has a good track record with twins, too. They should have checked out our nil package. And twins. Hell of an ad campaign. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Apparently, Cal has told Aaron Bradshaw that he sees him having some minutes at the three next season, and I already know fans are going to drool at the mouth from that statement, so I just want to say this. Cal telling Bradshaw he'll play the three is like me telling a Tinder date that I enjoy romance movies. You say what you have to say to 
tag it and bag it, but in reality, you know damn well it ain't real. <laughs> uh, I, Brad from Bellbrook, you're right that it, it, Aaron that Bradshaw is not going to play the three. Try not to be so crass next time. Yeah, make it a little easier on us, Brad. It's been a dark Tuesday morning so far. It's Wednesday. Remember these feelings about the nil during football season, guys. I hope our O line is better this year. Oh, when people when like they don't get a recruit and people blame nil. Is that what they're? I'm not really sure. Yeah. I was hoping you'd know. Yeah, not really. Yeah. The cheese tax song just screams Roush. Really surprised he hasn't heard it yet. Yeah, I figured you'd know uh-huh. that's that maybe the most accurate text ever <laughs> texted yeah. in this show. Cheese tax. It is addicting <laughs> or catchy. What is the word on Collins? Is he transferring? Also, is it just me, or does it feel like Calipari's last year regardless of outcome? No, it does not. Not regardless of outcome. I don't know. I don't know. Can he, like, you know, how many more bad seasons can this dude take? Just from, like, a personal standpoint. And let's just be honest, and I, people know where I stand on Calipari. He has aged like hell since that 2015 season. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even since then. I yeah. think that season aged him in a big way. But... Like, I, you know, how, how much does he even want to take? And I do believe his quotes with Kyle Tucker that, you know, I'm not going to step aside. I'm not just going to throw money away. But he may look elsewhere. I, I wouldn't. Everybody else is joining the Big East. Texter says, John here. Good Tuesday morning to all. We need Dillingham. I do not want another little side distraction of will he ever play or will there be some type of injury. Also, I've watched quite a few replays of the game. DJ, Justin, Bradshaw. These guys are the real deal. No weak crap here, my friends. Kentucky's back. John. Trying to get out of trouble? Come on, John. Out of John? Luckily, I'm a professional, but sheesh. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. People need to stop sleeping on Reed because one year he may just mess around and win the college basketball Naismith Award. This text is different from yesterday. This team I have been waiting for a while now. I wonder if the critics would be saying the same thing about this recruiting class if Duke or Kansas had the number one spot. Some people just hate on Cal and Kentucky, and they always will. All right, sorry for so long of a text. I just love the program. Got to go talk to you later. Love the attitude, John. A lot of optimism there. You know also, I'll, be, I'll look forward to just getting somebody that can reliably go to the free throw line. Oh, that's always fun. Going to the line after... Uh... Here's some of the Calipari players that are top 25 all-time in single-season free throw attempts. Anthony Davis, Andrew Harrison, P.J. Washington, De'Aaron Fox, Archie Goodwin, John Wall. Uh, ever heard of that guy? Bam Adebayo, Terrence Jones, DeMarcus Cousins. Julius Randle. So who's the most recent? Is it P.J. Washington? Yep. Man, that's a, lo- that's a long time. Yep. Like, So I think that kind of tells us is what Cal's good teams, Archie Goodwin aside, but that dude was really the only offensive option on that team. I would love to so see I think his he gets usage a bad, rate. So I think he gets a bad <laughs> rap. But yeah. uh, all the other guys, good players, first and foremost. Secondly, good teams that did important or meaningful things in March. So can that be D.J. Wagner? Bradshaw went to the line a ton last night. What was he, 10 of 13 from the free throw line? It doesn't have to be a guard necessarily. It doesn't have to be a big necessarily. But I, I miss that. That sometimes can be good offense. Well, and how is Oscar never on that list? That's wild. The, he didn't go to the line. Yep, and uh, they were all elite bigs or elite point guards. We were that cheated. Got to the rim. So there's a common denominator there, there that's, been, that's been missing. Uh, you know what was not missing last night? 
See the Grand Slam tater? No. The Batcats hit last night? Oh, yeah. Jackson Gray against his former team. Go-ahead Grand Slam in the top of the seventh. Shout out to Western Kentucky for having the game streamed on an iPhone from on top of the stadium's roof. <laughs> it's very funny. You could almost make out a person. Oh, man. Uh, Cats end up winning 10-8, pulling away late. Uh, Suck it, Hilltoppers. Woo! Back Cats! Yep. Number 18 back. team in the country has now won 18 of 19. Number one Jeez. in the RPI. Yeah. And who is it? Mizzou coming to town this weekend? Yeah, Friday's probably going to be a rain out. So maybe a Saturday doubleheader and a Sunday? Uh, Missouri, come in early and play on Thursday. Thursday looks beautiful. Let's uh, let's have some people show up. Probably not me personally, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. maybe next time. Get some folks out there. I think the Batcats have deserved it up to this point. Uh, Texer on the Thorns Texan says, uh, this was back to my 2003 Final Four guessing. Syracuse definitely beat Kansas for the championship. Yes, it was Kansas-Texas lost in the semifinal. Uh, TC from Lexington here, boys. Changed job and haven't been able to listen much. Uh, oh, no, TC. I, don't, I hope it was a good job change. Um, and then what happened? You can listen to the podcast anytime. Oh, no. 7 to 9, 9 to 11, replay, podcast, Kentucky Roll Call, wherever you get them. Shout out to Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Think about them for catering. Uh, he says, I just wanted to say, Jack is great, and you guys are killing Oh, thanks, oh, CC. Thanks. Uh, he said, also, shout out to Amy while listening. Our first today. Uh, well, this is late, but shout out to Amy. Hope shout- you're still listening. Yeah, oh, did you make it to day two? Well, was, did, was it worth it? <laughs> in the late 60s, the national semifinals were played on Thursday night, and the national championship was played on a Sunday afternoon. Perfect. Saturday. I, I, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday sorry. I would even, I would, I would take Thursday night Final Four. Thursday, Saturday would be, be I think, awesome. the most fun. Yeah, yeah. And also, you like, like I love, I love Thursday do, night sports. Couldn't you do Saturday, Sunday? Like, they can play two nights in a row. They'll be okay. It's the end of the season. All on but the then, line for uh, one. If, you're, if it's a Sunday Saturday, night. Saturday, Sunday like, would be a lot of fun. Just being like, all right, Sunday same time tomorrow. Much different than then. Monday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Monday sucks. It's really just the, the 940 tip-off. Like, can we just, if we just had it at. 920, but yes. It's you horrible. know, 8 o'clock. And it gets over with by 10.30. Uh, yeah, I, I still think Thursday, Saturday. Well, you know, I maybe that is what it is. Maybe, it, like, I, I still, you know what? I'm going Saturday, Sunday. I, mm, I really do like the Final Four on Saturday. I do like having four, really five hours of basketball on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you almost feel like if you just had the national championship on that Saturday – would a lot of people even do anything for it if your team wasn't playing? You probably not, but you'd still at least turn it on when it's Monday night and you're at home alone. I mean, maybe they do have this figured out. I think it would be more I think of a they to maybe do. do, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no. We're just <laughs> talking ourselves back Now that it, I'm thinking yeah. about it, it's like that's probably how you would do it, assuming you do have to have a day off between games, so you have to have a little buffer there. I do agree, though, Roush. Just put it at 8.30. Like, 8.30. Ends at 11. Everybody be all right. One shining moment by eleven o'clock. That's a that'd be great. There's your answer, CBS College Basketball. <sighs> uh, I just don't think booing our own guys is a good look, regardless of how much they're getting paid. I, I, I the booing stuff, non-booing stuff. First off, everybody realizes it's just opinion based, and just because you have one, I'm not saying you text her, but just because you have one doesn't mean it's the correct thing to do. I do my booing basis on like, are you playing hard? Yes or no. 
And if you're not playing hard, I think you are opening yourself up to booze. Maybe not necessarily for me, but are you playing hard? If you're losing and playing hard, I, I think most fans are pretty – can show empathy to that. Yeah, but I also just think that, like, why do we got to be so damn sensitive when I'm sure there was booing back in the day. It's just we didn't have cameras to capture it all. I think I mean, there are some concerns that, like, if you're the fan base that boos your own players, will that hurt you with players down the road? Well, I, I, all I think UK fans, I think most fan bases, they just want people that are going to play hard and be yeah. proud to wear well, the jersey that they're wearing and represent it the way that they feel like the fans would represent it. It also feels like when boos are coming out, which are very rare, it's usually directed at the head coach. That happens. I agree with yeah. that as well. Yeah. Wow, a little bit of nuance in the mid-range combo. Imagine that. Not sure exactly what that's referencing. We'll just move past it. By the way, Global Jam tickets are available and dates are set. Hey, the Valhalla tickets are available. Yeah. Little heads up. If you go through the – if you've ever booked a tea time in Louisville Metro Parks, they have an access pass that will get you ahead of just the regular Joes. So if you've ever gotten an email – like. Go through Metro Parks. I, you know, I guess I could theoretically also forward the email. Um, but when I was signing up just regularly, it was putting me in like Group C, which I have no idea what that means, and it didn't specify what it I'm meant. I'm in Group C as well. But when I did it with the Metro thing, it was like a B. So oh. I was like, all right, I'll take that. So do that, everybody. Those are going to be hot tickets. Those are going to be something you're just going to want to sign up for, even if you don't know if you're going to go or not going to go, because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to sell them or be able to give them to people that are going to definitely use them. It's going to be a hot commodity. Louisville's going to show out in a big Man, way for that. Gonna Derby, be a lot of, Derby lot of really 150, break off one week, PGA Championship. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> yeah. And I'm playing, awesome. I want to go to Derby 150. It's going to be awesome. I want to like do it, do it up nice. I've done that for Derby, I think, maybe like one time. A texter says... Would you imagine it's UConn or St. John's going for Ugo? Uh, you guys just touched on those schools' disregard. Rob, with the no, we got that one already. KRC, what's the worst big city you've been to? A lot of people seem to agree with Jack and say Houston. It's terrible. I've been to a lot, and the only one I really disliked was Buffalo. I think you can have a good time in any decent-sized city. Pittsburgh wins most underrated for me. I really like Pittsburgh as well. Um, I agree with you also that like if you're having a bad time in a big city for two or three days, then it may be on you uh, or your company or something because you should be able to find something to do in any city for, for a couple of days at least. Chicago sucked. That's my answer. Chicago. I like Chicago. I love Chicago. Chicago I, summertime what, what you really like about is Chicago, pretty awesome. Scoots? I just, I, logistics, it doesn't work for me. I don't I don't like that you have to take the train over. You can't find anywhere to park. It's just too big. I grew up I grew up in a small little town. I don't like cities He's that big. He's entitled to his opinion. I know, but it's just like, well, I mean, that's it's just the, the cost of doing business when you go to a big city. That's why I don't want to go to Chicago. I hate yeah. Chicago. Fun enough. I enjoyed my time there. Really cool art museum. I have a lot of stuff to do in Chicago. I haven't been since I was. It's been it's been too long. I need to go again. Give it another give it another shake. But I thought Miami, Florida, kind of stunk. Yeah, too hot. Too hot. Too too hot. Too crowded. Too much traffic. South Florida in general, just uh, the the culture there, just. Not oh, what kind of culture is that? It's just uh, like the the clubbing culture, mm. like the that's also true. You know, like that's just it's not, not appealing same, at all. Like at least like Scottsdale, they have like great golf, but and it's a dry heat. It's not that like just wet. Like, I, when I just think of Miami, I just start sweating. Mm-hmm. So sweating and thinking about paying 
$20 for a drink. See how I didn't scoff, Roush, because I disagreed with you all? Just let you have your opinion. <laughs> I only scoff because Chicago is one of my favorite big cities. New Orleans is number one, but Chicago is right up there. Yeah, so you get a, I'm like trying to find cities just to even be picky about. Like, I'm I think I'm mostly over New Orleans from the Bourbon Street aspect of it, but there's much a lot more to explore. There yeah. is a lot more to to New Orleans. I, I can't, you know, I wasn't wild about L.A. for very similar reasons to Miami, uh, but they're different. Clearly, very different cities. But I, I wasn't wild about L.A. But still, I had a good a, time there. Is um, spread out like Houston. Jacksonville but, sucks. Yeah, Jacksonville's very Jacksonville very sucks. Out. But like, if I was, if if I went to the like, if I wanted to go to TPC Sawgrass and we, that's we, fun, you know, like if if you're just in the right spot for it, if Kentucky goes bowling there again, I'll have a good time with it. Um, a texter says it's almost like a sick freaking intern said severe wheeler wasn't bluegrass made. That intern is a top five person in the world. Wow. Are you listening? Are you back to listen to the show intern? <laughs> Cause you're invited to come back in, but you don't listen. So you never hear it. But Somebody's just I drinking just, too many yeah, bubble Durbans and doesn't exactly wake up in the morning. Is. Kirby just saw reels from UCLA deer and Fox tournament game. While it was bam monk, Bam, Monk, Mulder, Fox, and Briscoe for most of the highlights. Four guards and a power forward. It's almost as if Cal tailors his team toward the talent he has, but that doesn't help the recency bias or media clickbait agenda, I guess. Not sure what else would explain him going from that updated offense six years ago to Washington antiquated. Of course. Like, the, 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 the that's why we, that's why at least I do, and I think Rash has as well. That's why we make fun of the offense stock. When it's good, all of a sudden he's learned how to do it. When UK is struggling and has a bad team, he's back to uh, archaic I offense. Just, it's not good. He's, he's lost it, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have to stop here, but I really do think it's just like he had a lot of players, like types of players on this team that he isn't successful with. Yeah, the players he's bringing to his next team are the type of players he knows how to coach. Cal he knows has, how to thrive. There's a he ton, has a type. There's a ton to criticize with him. Um, I just don't think like running a efficient or good offense is really one of them. All right, everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Ooh, enjoy and Survivor in. tonight, everybody. Yeah, it's a big night. That big last night. week, that one was crazy. We never talked about that. Yeah, well, yeah. we don't have time to do it now. Um, and then we will get back to the text line tomorrow and maybe have a busy text day. Enjoy yeah. your Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Okay.